Are you setting a good example for your students by following Jesus seven days a week and not just on Sunday? We're going to talk about that and so much more today in the Student Ministry Podcast. Welcome to the Student Ministry Podcast. My name is Steve Cullum, and today we're going to be talking with Tyler Smith. Tyler is a longtime student pastor, but also is an NBA sports writer and the author of a book called Searching for Seven, The Journey of Seeking God Seven Days a Week. So today we're going to be talking with him all about his ministry, how he incorporates sports, and how that all connects with his ministry and and great opportunities that God's given him there. And then we're going to talk about his book, Searching for Seven. But before we jump into that, I want to thank you so much for being here. And if you've not shared this podcast with other youth workers who you think might enjoy it, please be sure to do that. And also, if your podcast app or website allows for ratings, please give us a solid rating if you enjoy what you hear. I also want to make sure that you know episode 85, that's the next episode, is going to be a very special one because we're going to be talking about some exciting new directions for this podcast. I won't get into that right now. I'm going to save that all for the next episode, but make sure you definitely tune in for that one because I'm really excited about where we are going moving forward. And we also want to make sure that we thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. G-Shades is a youth ministry curriculum and teaching strategy focused on helping students see every life situation through the lens of the gospel. There's several options to fit everyone with three plans to choose from. This curriculum gives you the resources that you need to do what you do better. Do you need message outlines, a discussion guide, and a game? That's just $16 a month. If you're looking for a higher production value, including bumper videos, Instagram devotionals, and parent guides, that's $25 a month. And do you want an affordable youth ministry video curriculum that can help you increase your online reach during this pandemic? G-Shades has you covered for $36 a month. You will not find a better youth ministry video curriculum at that price point anywhere. G-Shades really sets itself apart by helping students see the gospel applies to every life situation that is out there. And if you want to find out more about Mike Haynes, the founder of G-Shades, you can check out episodes 32 and 55 of the Student Ministry Podcast. So go ahead and head over to gshades.org to download season three of G-Shades Youth Ministry Curriculum. And be sure to use the promo code TSM. P-O-D for the Student Ministry Podcast at checkout to get an extra 10% off. G-S-H-A-D-E-S dot O-R-G and use the promo code T-S-M-P-O-D. G-Shades, seeing life through the lens of the gospel. You can find the link for G-Shades in the podcast show notes. Thanks so much, G-Shades, for sponsoring this episode of the Student Ministry Podcast. And with all that being said, let's jump into this conversation with Tyler Smith. Well, hey, Tyler, thanks so much for being on the podcast today. Steve, thanks for having me, my fellow Lincoln alum. How's it going? Yeah, yeah, it's uh, kind of crazy. So your your friend Brian Roberts uh, recommended we, we get you on the podcast. And uh, as I was doing some research on you and reading reading about your book and all this stuff, I, I found out uh, we are both alumni of the same uh, same Bible college. So that was really cool to find out. Yep, small world. You just uh, you never know because not a whole lot of people have gone to that college, but um, pretty cool to to find some people you know through different uh, avenues after that. 
Yeah. Yeah. So Tyler, I know that you've been in ministry for like over 17 years, I think now, and you've got a book, which we're going to talk about both of those things uh, in just a little bit. But before we jump into that, we'd love to hear your story. Like how did God get you to the point where you are today? Yeah, well, I'm very, uh, very blessed to be able to do a lot of different things. Um, I've got a wife and two kids at home. Not sure if you'll hear them in the background or not, but um, I, as you said, I've been in youth ministry for 17 years. I also, um, I'm a basketball sports writer for the, the Pacers and IU basketball and um, girls basketball coach. Um, and uh, as you said, I have the opportunity to write a book. And I really feel like all those things are connected in some way. You know, they kind of feed into each other. Uh, they allow me to do ministry in, in different areas, different ways. I love how I'm, you know, part of the church, uh, you know, around Christians all the time. But I also have, you know, the Pacers are not a Christian organization. The, uh, the, the school that I coach at is not Christian. So I, I get to kind of combine and, and go to different environments, which is cool. Uh, but my story actually really got started because of basketball. And even though I, I grew up in a Christian home and, and I grew up going to church, I was just one of those you know, kind of fit in Sunday only uh, kind of Christians. And I actually went to Indiana State my, my freshman year of college. And then God used basketball, of all things, uh, to get me to go to the cornfield in Illinois. Um, that was like seriously the reason that I went there. Um, I, I was uh, intrigued by the idea of being around other Christians, but I had no intention of going into ministry. It was straight up play basketball, be around other Christians. This is going to be cool. Um, and then after one year of Lincoln, I got a call from a local church saying, Hey, we want you to uh, start up a youth program here. And I thought it was only going to be a summer thing. Mm -hmm. And that was about 17 years ago. I haven't nice. stopped doing it. And so really um, I, I think it was in college that uh, God really got a hold of my heart and helped me understand what it looks like uh, to really, you know, follow him all seven days a week and, and uh, you know, pursue that relationship um, still growing, still learning. But as far as, you know, the ministry standpoint, um, I've been at a few churches since then, but it's been just a, a wild ride of uh, ups and downs, of course, but um, just amazing to see how God can use something uh, as crazy as just a game of basketball to, you know, get me into ministry for mm -hmm. almost two decades. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And uh, being, being also a basketball fan, I played through high school, but then uh, playing, playing college soccer, it's, it's so awesome how God uses those things. And that was a, kind of similar to my story as well. God used soccer to actually get me to Lincoln as well and kind of convinced me that I needed to go to Bible college and, and eventually pursue ministry, uh, which is really awesome that uh, God uses those, those desires of our hearts a lot of times. And now I, I, kind of not as much into sports as I once was, but um, kind of grown into like this video game world that has been really just blossomed. And, and it's really cool how God uses both sports, but also video games and other hobbies that we have to open yeah. doors to interact with non-Christians and be able to get outside of our, you know, church bubble and things like that. So how have you, have you seen all God work through all that, especially now that you work with both college teams and also professional teams? Yeah, I, I really just look for opportunities. Um, I'm not, you know, like my sports Twitter account, you know, I'm not going to be um, having the opportunity to share the gospel, you know, every every chance that I would like, but I'm going to have those little moments, um, those, you know, charity fundraisers and those opportunities. I remember a couple of years ago, we, we did a tweet that talked about uh, raising awareness for Wheeler Mission in Indianapolis. Mm -hmm. And for like every retweet, there was going to be some money raised. And overall, I think there was like a couple hundred thousand people um, saw the tweet and clicked on Wheeler mission. And so they can kind of, 
you know, you just look for those, those kind of moments. Plus it's the people that you meet, you know, so the different sports writers, the different fans, how you interact with them. Um, so it's not necessarily evangelizing to, you know, NBA player, but the people that you meet along the way. Um, and then, uh, you know, coaching in the, in the high school, um, you know, all the, the team knows uh, who I stand for and what I'm about. And there's been a lot of opportunities there just for, you know, prayer or, you know, conversations. And uh, I would just encourage everybody that, you know, again, as you mentioned, video games or teaching or your workplace, whatever, just look for those little moments um, where you can, uh, you know, be a light for somebody. Yeah, that's huge. And, and being able to model that for our students, you know, we're asking them, Hey, reach out to your peers, wherever you go, wherever God takes you. And, uh, if we're not doing that as, as their leaders, then we're kind of, you know, it's only a, Hey, do what I say. And not as I do uh, sort of thing. So that's great that you, you have plenty of opportunities to yeah model that for your students as well. Um, and before we jump into ministry, I'd love to like, I, I'm sure you, you know, being in student ministry for 17 years now, um, you know, the, the competition sometimes that happens between sports and church and everything. How do you navigate all that? What's your, your thoughts on that? Because you're also in the sports world very much yourself. Yeah, it's a, it's a fine line because I think, you know, you don't want to be one of those, like we, we want to reach the culture. So even if you have certain convictions or certain beliefs, you want to still uh, meet people where they are. And so I would never, you know, go to, uh, to my youth group and say, I can't believe you went to your game instead of, you know, this, or I can't believe you are, you know, care so much about that. When I'm thinking about, you know, my high school self and um, even though sports weren't as crazy, then I was still, you know, crazy myself, you know, being in mm -hmm. athletics, uh, but just try to meet, meet them where they are and, and try to, plan accordingly. You know, sometimes I think some of the bigger churches have the luxury at times of just saying, here's, here's when the event is come if you can. Um, so, you know, medium size or maybe some smaller churches, you have to be a little more strategic at times about check the, the calendars, check the events and don't plan your big, you know, your big events um, when something big in the community or, or sports world is going on mm. and then try to, you know, partner with parents and, and, and walk alongside them as far as, you know, how can I serve you and, and make sure that your student can um, be able to do sports, but also make uh, church a priority. And it's tough. I don't remember who said it. I think it was a couple of years ago. I heard someone on a podcast talk about how when they are part of a team, they, they really feel like they're needed. Like if you're not there, you know, your team is going to be let down and like you need to be there. So how do we as a church and youth group come across as, we need you here. You're like you're part of this team and, and uh, you're missed when you're gone and um, try to convey those ideas for them. Yeah, I love that. I love that. And I, and I know like, you know, like you said, some larger churches maybe not have the the convenience of being able to do that, but smaller churches do have the ability to like, let's say, you know, someone's got a game at the same night as youth group. What does it look like to like move your youth group to go support that student instead and go yeah. to them? Um, I think what you're saying is being being proactive, looking at the school calendar, talking to parents, talking to students ahead of time is huge instead of just reacting, going, oh, they scheduled another game on top of my program. But instead yeah. being proactive and, and being out there, that that's huge. So so let's talk about your ministry. Um, what is your what's your ministry currently look like with with students? Yeah, I, I, this may be kind of a cliche answer, but I've always wanted my uh, my student ministry to follow the Acts two model, um, just because I want you know my my students to be uh, you know a part of 
many different things. I do think some churches, maybe they don't focus enough on what they're good at and they try to do everything and you can't do everything. But in terms of, you know, I want my students to be able to break bread together and pray together, serve together, um, you know, not just go to the churches, but home to home, like in the, the early church, they were so amazing in what they did and, and the model that they set for us that, you know, that's what I hope um, that my youth groups have, you know, I want all of that. So um, we do try to mix things up. Like right now, you know, during the school year, we have a Sunday night program, which is our big program. We do the CIY thing um, okay. on a Sunday night. We do the worship and short message uh, games and snacks and all that good stuff. Uh, but I think the most important thing is the small group time. And mm-hmm. as much as youth pastors, um, including myself at times, have believed that, you know, it's my message that's going <laughs> to, you know, win the, win the salvations and, uh, you know, just be a revolutionary moment of the evening. Right. Um, they're, they're very important, those messages to kind of set up small group time. But that time where they get to discuss scripture and, uh, you know, wrestle with questions and, and uh, you know, that's probably what they're going to remember the most and what they're going to learn from the most. But um, summer looks a lot different uh, for a lot of people, I'm sure, uh, mission work. And um, we're going to do a thing this year called Jonah and Java. And we're going to look at, we're going to drink some coffee and we're going to uh, look at the the story of Jonah through the, the Bible project classroom, mm. which is a, a great new resource that is free. And um, they really, they do a deep dive and it's going to make you, if you haven't seen that, it's going to make you feel like uh, Bible college again, but yeah. it's, it's really cool what they do. And, um, but yeah, just trying to meet them where they are. And, and uh, I've, I've really been blessed over the years. I know a lot of youth pastors, uh, you know, they don't stay at one, one place too long, but I was at my first one for over six years the next one for almost four. And then I've been at this one for over eight. So I've been blessed to kind of, and it's actually the church I grew up in where I am now oh, wow. in Indiana. So pretty cool, but um, a chance to, you know, kind of lay a foundation and, and be part of something long-term. And um, but yeah, I, I think of my group now and how different it is from my first group that I had, or even a group of five years ago, even at the same church, the, the dynamics and uh, of course age, and gender and you know what they're into all of it changes you got to be able to adapt to it and we try our best to meet them where they're at as christ does for us that's cool that's cool so do you uh sunday night programming are are your middle schoolers and high schoolers together or how does that work out they are a little bit um it kind of depends on numbers and in uh different times of the year but at times we will meet together for you know the worship and, and sometimes the message before um breaking them up. And then we do a lot of separate events. Uh, Sunday mornings is more of a Bible study, you know, class time before um, the worship service and they're, they're split uh, typically for that. Cool. Cool. Yeah. I know uh, that's, that's kind of one of the things that I feel like has has changed over the years is, and, and even at the current church where I'm at, like for five years, we've done it so many different ways um, since I've been here. And, and of course, COVID, you know, helped so much in some of those yeah. things. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, currently we have kind of a hybrid kind of model as well, where sometimes we're together, sometimes we're not, but we do meet on the same, same nights on Sunday nights as well. Um, and uh, yeah, putting a lot more emphasis on small groups as well. I, I found that kind of what you said is like, even those nights where I have an amazing sermon, I put so many hours into it and <laughs> have it like hundred percent memorized and I delivered it amazingly. 
they only remember some stupid story I told. Um, yep. <laughs> but, uh, but the stuff they remember in those small groups are are key. And those, those are actually yeah. leading to transformation in their lives and everything. So that's really cool. So you wrote a book recently. Um, yep. Tell us about Searching for Seven. Yeah, part of the idea behind that was to combine my um, experience with sports writing and then, you know, the, the times of ministry over the years. I um, feel like there's a lot of stories, um, a lot of a lot of crazy ups and downs in life that that God has uh, um, taught me a lot. So I uh, was hoping to, you know, kind of share that and be an encouragement to others. Um, but yeah, the tagline is the journey of seeking God seven days a week. So I'm, I'm still on that pursuit. What does it look like uh, to follow him? all seven days, not just Sunday. Um, I do think this book is for all ages or maybe, you know, maybe 12 and up. Um, it's not a youth ministry specific book, but I know of a lot of churches that have uh, treated it that way, whether they're, you know, student leader teams have gone, you know, gone through it together um, or small groups, um, anything like that. It, it's, it's a quick enough read that could be a daily devotion type deal in the 19 chapters. Um, it's got discussion questions, covers a lot of topics, but um, I think, I don't know if you're uh, familiar with Bob Goff, but uh, he was my inspiration in terms of writing style, like a mm -hmm. lot of stories, short chapters, a lot of scripture that goes with um, what God taught you through it. So, um, but I think part of it is just this idea that, and I think students and adults are both, and this is true for all of us, that uh, too many people, you know, want God to show up, but they don't really do anything to seek him. Mm -hmm. And he absolutely pursues us and does everything he can to make himself known to us. Um, but we need to look to him in all things, you know, Colossians three, whatever we do, whatever we're doing, do with all our heart, working for the Lord, not for men. And so I, my hope is this book, it kind of helps you, uh, you know, if you're a student, you know, you're looking for God in your friendships and sports teams and workplace and, and classroom. And um, I, I, again, as I said earlier, for me as a student growing up, Christian was just kind of a part of my life. Mm. If there was like a pie chart, uh, it would have been like, you know, student and athlete and uh, boyfriend and uh, baseball player and likes music and Christian, you know, like as one of the pie chart, you know, yeah. one of the pieces of the pie it was just another part of my life. Didn't realize till later it should have been the entire pie as Christian, mm -hmm. you know, follower of Christ, child of God. And then the other stuff can kind of fit within that circle. So, right. Uh, yeah. Trying to, trying to figure out the whole seven day a week uh, following Christ thing. Um, walking with God is, uh, the heart behind it. Yeah. That's awesome. And I mean, I think it's huge. Like what, you, what you're talking about now and what you're able to do is yeah. Bring Christ into every aspect of your life. It doesn't have to be, you know, a, a churchy thing. <laughs> you, know, you bring yeah. I mean, Jesus wants to go with us every day, every time. Um, I've talked to a lot of, of youth pastors recently, and it seems like a lot of us are focusing or trying to focus, trying to turn our focus a lot more to discipleship. Um, to me, it seems like this book could be an excellent resource as you're discipling your leaders or your students, or maybe even parents. Um, do you kind of see that as, as a discipleship kind of uh, resource as a student pastors or pastors in general, uh, could use this in that way? I do. Yeah. It's, uh, one of the three categories, um, that has kind of been, uh, that it was put in, um, from the publisher, I guess was, uh, was discipleship. So I think, um, I also think it's kind of different walks of life and you can see some of the, some of the reviews online of how some people are seasoned Christians and then some are like kind of newer, but it, um, I think there's something in there for each. And, and, and a lot of it again is just my own walk trying to figure out, Hey, with this topic, um, as I said, there's 19 different, uh, chapters, but 
with this particular topic, what has God taught me? Here's a story that goes with it. Mm. And, you know, how can I um, seek God with all my heart within this today? And, uh, and yeah, it's just, uh, you know, that's the goal. So um, it's been helpful for me as well, just to go back through and, um, you know, a lot of people with their, with the first book that they write, it's kind of like, most of your life. I mean, not everything, but I've got examples from high school, college, some from two years ago. And, um, but again, I look, look at it. I'm just like, man, it's incredible. Um, what God has taught me through all these different things. Yeah. That's awesome. Did you ever think you'd be writing a book someday? I, I had an idea, yeah. but I wasn't really sure what it was going to look like. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I've done other resources. I've done like, I've got a DVD series and I have a lot of blogging and things of that nature. Okay. Um, but I think it was, maybe end of 2018 when I was like, it's time I've been keeping notes and, and writing chapter ideas, but it's time to commit to this. And, and, uh, you know, spent the next year, um, taking some time off to do it. So nice. really cool experience. I encourage anyone, if you have any kind of, uh, passion at all for, even as you're writing messages, um, trying to, to compile and make, you know, could this be a cohesive, um, topic and then go for it? Cause you yeah. never know. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. I, I remember talking to my, my former church, my, my former lead pastor. And, uh, and I remember thinking about like halfway through one of his longer series that, that he was doing, it was like, man, you could turn this into a book. And I was encouraging him to do that. It was like, cause it's something that, yeah, it's, it's cohesive thoughts that just kind of build on each other week after week. I'm like, this, this could be a great book as well. So that's, yeah. that's a great encouragement. And yeah, it's something, I mean, in, in that you're also encouraging me because I've always thought like at some point I'm probably supposed to write something down, but I don't know what, and it's the thought of it is in, just incredibly daunting. Um, my, I write blogs that are, you know, you know, just a few hundred words, like <laughs> that's my, my length of yeah. writing, uh, or messages that are only, you know, a few, you know, a couple thousand words or something like that. But, uh, my wife, is those could writer. be chapters that so could think, be, you know, yeah. try to ter- think in terms of that, that, uh, if you do come up with that topic, um, then everything kind of flows, um, from that point on. So I had the idea of, you know, following God seven days a week, but didn't have a, a title until probably five or six chapters of writing mm-hmm. in. So some stuff comes later, but yeah, I think uh, I, a couple blog pieces turned into parts of a couple of chapters. So that's cool. It's very possible. That's awesome. Well, Tyler, I know you've had many, many years of, of ministry experience. So I'm sure God has taught you a lot over the years. Um, I'd love to give you a chance just to share some tips or encouragements to the other youth workers that are listening to this podcast. Uh, what would you like to say to them in terms of a tip or encouragement? Yeah, the thing that came to my mind um, for student pastors, a couple of things. Um, I would encourage you to stop comparing yourself to others, first of all, um, and stop caring who gets the credit um, about good ideas or teaching points or any of that stuff other than God himself. Because mm. um, I think I think back to early in my ministry, I was very hung up on comparison, you know, even in out of Bible college, I would think, you know, how did that person get that job? Or how did that church hire this guy? Or, you know, like, um, why is that church doing better than ours? Why do they have such a big budget? And you know, I would have these horrible thoughts that I think we all um, struggle with in our workplaces or whatever, you know, parts of our life. But um, now, you know, I, I just, I find great joy in, um, you know, just being part of, of what God is doing. And I think also when I said, 
you know, stop uh, caring who gets the credit. I would have a problem with that too years ago. And I'm not saying I'm perfect now, but um, if a kid would, you know, credit somebody else and I'm like, I, I taught you that. What do you mean? Or like, you know, you go to CIY or camp and you're like, I can't believe this speaker told us to read yeah. the Bible. And I'm like, I've been telling you that for four years, <laughs> right. you know, like, <laughs> but I would have, I would, I would, you know, joke about it. But inside I'm like, you know, why can't, like they should be, they need to hear this stuff or yeah. why are they coming and hearing these messages and then not really living it out? And I would just have these issues with some of that. But um, now I just, I find great joy if, if a student posts something or says something and, and they're like, I don't know where I got this from, but, and I don't, I don't really care anymore. I'm just happy that they got it, getting it. And, and again, being a, a small part of their life. And, and a part of that too, I think is this helps you celebrate other Christians and other churches. Mm you know, we're on the same team. Um, last year I started to, um, try to remember that every time I'm driving and I see a church to pray for it, mm. like a quick prayer. And, and that means a whole lot of prayers where I'm from. Cause there's like <laughs> yeah. 3000 churches within a three mile radius. But, um, but yeah, just that, you know, that posture of we're on the same team, um, say that quick prayer and helps me to stay focused on the mission and it's not about my church or my ministry or my ideas. It's about the kingdom. And, and, and so that, that could, you could talk just about that topic for days, but yeah, don't compare yourself to others, mm. good or bad. It's a trap either way. And then uh, don't care who gets the credit um, mm. and know that you're, you're planting and watering seeds in kids' lives that may sustain them that day. It may come back five years later. You just don't yeah. know, but keep fighting the good fight. Mm, that's good. That's good. I, it wasn't too long ago when I had added a, uh, a kid come to our youth group um, from an, another youth group in town. And uh, one of the first things they said when they came was, uh, oh, my other youth group has a better nine square or something like that. And it was just <laughs> instantly like trying to like uh, play yeah. that comparison game. And I was like, I know your youth yeah. pastor. I'm going to talk to him. And <laughs> so I told him, he's like that kid. I can't believe that. <laughs> um, but, uh, but I think that's, that's huge. Cause like, especially, you know, I mean, being in the sports world, everything's built around competition. Everything's built around yeah. comparison. And, and in our world today, like we're just bred to do that. Like one school's better than another one team's better than another. So you naturally think one church is better than another, or one Christian is better than another one pastor is better than another, all that sort of thing. So what, what has been helpful for you to get past that point or to start working past that point? Because I love what you're saying, but maybe a little more practical of like, how, how does one actually get to that point? Yeah. I mean, I, I would encourage to do even the prayer thing because it, um, it's similar to, you know, if you're praying for somebody that doesn't like you, you're, it's going to be hard to hate that person if you're praying for them when mm. you come before God. So, um, just be honest with that. Uh, try to do things where you work with other churches. Sometimes they'll say, no, we do a thing around here called United Seville and we've had 15 or so youth groups combined and it's been amazing. And there's still that little, voice it's like yeah but like 80 churches didn't mm. where are they at you know they're missing out but why do they think they they shouldn't you know and um, but no focus like celebrate you got to celebrate mm. what you're doing um and again big churches small churches um if there's five people at an event and it's life-changing for somebody then then you're doing incredible work um for me it was when i started having kids who are one just turned five one's turning three next week um, that also, you know, changes things, but obviously can't just, you know, tell everybody to go have kids. But, um, <laughs> I think, uh, 
you know, continue your, um, your prayer and your, your scripture reading, but find some people that you can um, do ministry with. And again, that could be long mm-hmm. distance. It could be zoom or, or phone calls or whatever, but help remind each other. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a big thing for me is, uh, some, some guys, uh, some guys and girls in my life that have kind of, we, we remind each other what we're doing, you know, mm-hmm. this is kingdom work that really has very, very, very little to do with us, if anything at all. And, uh, you know, celebrate more instead of criticize and compare. Mm, that's really good. That's really good. I love what God does in my heart when, when I do pray for others, like it, all of a sudden it gets the focus totally off of me. And, uh, like you said, networking, that's huge as well. So that's, that's awesome. Um, Tyler, I know people are going to want to connect with you. I know they're going to want to, you know, follow up with some questions, maybe, um, read what you have, maybe check out your book. Um, where's the best place for people to connect with you online, um, get your book and, and follow up with any questions they have. Probably the book's website, which is uh, searchingforseven.com, um, because even if you don't want the book, there's other links in there as far as blog page, contact info, um, personal blog page is tylerdsmith.net. And then uh, I've got such a common name that I can't just say, look, look me up right. on, uh, on Facebook. You know, you may be able to find me, but. Yeah. Um, I know, I know Tyler, at least uh, three or four other Tyler Smiths. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Most people I meet say, I know one of those. So yep. <laughs> yeah, I'd say those places. Uh, and then. Um, other resources, including the book, but, um, would love to just connect to, to chat with, um, with someone if they have questions or need encouragement as well. Cool. Cool. Well, Tyler, thanks so much for being on the podcast today. Thanks for all that you're doing for, for the kingdom within student ministry and, and ministry at large and, uh, God bless all that you're doing. Thanks a lot. Thanks again, Tyler, and thanks again to all of you for being here for this episode of the Student Ministry Podcast. Be sure to head over to our show notes and check out all the links for how to connect with Tyler, how to get his book. Be sure to get it, read it, share it with others, and while you're at it, share this podcast with others in ministry who you think would enjoy this conversation. You can also check out the link uh, to our sponsor for this episode of the Student Ministry Podcast, and that's G-Shades gshades.org and use the promo code TSMPOD to receive 10% off your order. Thanks so much, GShades, for sponsoring this episode. Be sure to check out their curriculum and their teaching strategy. It's really top-notch. So that brings us to the end of this episode. We are so grateful that you were here. Be sure to share it with others and be sure to check back in at the next episode when we share some really exciting news about the future of this podcast and so much more. I feel like God's got some really big plans in store and I'm so excited to share them with you and I hope you're really excited to hear about them. Until then, God bless your ministry.